Salerno gives us a big wave. Al Salerno will be calling balls and strikes. Tom Haller. Check that. That's Bill Haller. Oh, I get them confused every year. One now catching for the Los Angeles Dodgers after being traded by the San Francisco Giants. So it's Bill Haller who is the umpire. Tom is the catcher. Jerry Newdecker will be umpiring at second and Larry Knapp at third. So it seems like uh, a lot of members of the press have changed their tune on the Yankees. Nine out of ten of them picked the Yankees to finish last. And you know, the press, they're not infallible. I mean, they're supposed to be so-called experts, but last year, I'd say 90 out of 95 picked the Red Sox to finish anywhere from 8th to 10th and what they do but win the pennant. But the Yankees impressed quite a few people, including the press, with their opening day win against the uh, California Angels when Stottlemyre shut them out. So they've got kind of things to say about the Yankees. But right now, before we go any farther, on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. Still waiting for the Yankees to take the field. By the way, today was the first day for the autograph room session. And Al Downing and Mel Stottlemyre were my guests down there. We had another full house, and those kids keep coming up with unusual questions and real good questions. And you fans will have a ball. Remember, every Saturday that the Yankees are home, there'll be an autograph session downstairs. All you got to do is write in for tickets, and you'll really enjoy yourself. Get a close-hand look at the ball players. Get a picture autographed by whoever are the stars there that day. And it looks now as though this might be a 2.05 start. I saw Al Salerno, the plate umpire, put up his fingers and uh, signify to the opposing players that uh, it might start at 2.05. So Bill Monboquet, who had concluded his warm-up, so, so he thought, comes back out again to throw a little more. Jim Perry, though, going into the Twins' dugout. So there's a little confusion here. Normally, the game would start at 2 o'clock. Jerry Coleman is interviewing Al Downing right in front of the Yankee dugout. So they'd be in the line of fire if the Yankees did take the field right now. Well, we've got a moment here. I'd like to talk to you about the New York Yankees New Yearbook for 1968. And it is something different, I want to tell you. Starting from the cover right on through to the final page, the Yankees have really come up with a beauty. They have a picture on this front page, the cover of it, a shot of Yankee Stadium through a fisheye camera that really is something to see. It's hard to believe that it was taken with a camera from in back of home plate, way in towards the stands, and it's really a beautiful shot. They also have a big picture of Mantle waiting on deck, and there go the Yankees out on the field. Tommy Trash getting ready to swing at a ball. Pepitone just completing his follow-through at bat. Al Downing throwing a pitch, and Mel Stottlemyre. And every page is exciting with big color pictures of all the ball players with their families. A full color picture of the New York Yankees in uniform. So we're about ready to go, and right now we'll have our national anthem. 
Well, with the playing of our national anthem, the crowd roars. Mambo Cat digging around on the pitching rubber, kicking a little of the dirt and clay out of there to get comfortable. Cesar Tovar will be the leadoff man, swinging a couple of bats in the on-deck circle. And in just about a minute, this game will be underway. Billy Martin is the coach at third base. Coming in the on-deck circle, Rod Carew. Al Salerno still talking over near the Yankee dugout. Now he's going out. George Case, former base-stealing champion of the American League, coaching at first base. So the Minnesota Twins who have won two and lost none. Winning their first two games of the year against the Washington Senators and home runs playing a big part in both those games. As Harmon Killebrew hit one in each game, Bob Allison has two home runs. Check that. Allison has one and Killebrew has two. Both Killebrew and Allison have two runs batted in each. Here's Cesar Tovar looking for his first base hit of the 68 season. Been up 10 times without a base hit. Moving in at third base is Mike Ferraro as Bill Monboquette gets ready for the first pitch of the ball game. The windup, he kicks, delivers, and it's right over the outside corner, strike one call. Mambo with that good control. Pepitone not playing too deep in center field, just about straight away. Whitaker not too deep in right. Mambo's next pitch on the outside corner. Strike two call. Mambo with a good slider that time. Cesar Tovar was voted by his teammates as the Twins' most valuable player last year. Played six different positions and played each one well. Five, nothing and two the count on the little right-hand batter. Mambo ready. Sidearm curve is outside. Trying to waste one or trying to get Tovar to uh, fish for a bad pitch. One ball, two strikes. Mambo wipes the perspiration with his glove. Very smartly rather than the pitching hand. There's the pitch. A line drive to his left. Michael up with the ball. Fires to first in time. Beautiful play by Gene Michael on a hard-hit one-hopper. Michael moving beautifully, effortlessly. Seems to glide along the ground. And he's got that good, strong arm, and he had to use it to throw out the speedy Tovar. One away. And the batter, Rod Carew. Carew has been about eight times, two hits. One double, one run batted in, batting 250. Carew now living in Brooklyn, New York. He's from the Panama Canal Zone. He was the American League's Rookie of the Year last year. A left-hand batter. Ferraro moves in again. Mambo's pitch, low curve, just outside. Ball one. On deck, Tony Oliva. He was also the uh, starting second baseman in the annual All-Star game for the American League can realize what a job this kid did in his first year in the big leagues. 
Mambo's fastball fouled out of play over the Twins' dugout back into the crowd. One on one the count. Mambo last year won six, lost five. He was 0-1 against the Twins. Has not had too much success against them lifetime. 3-11. Here's a curve. Fouled out of play down the left field line. Picked up by the ball boy down there. And it's one ball, two strikes. Mambo has really become a spot pitcher since coming with the Yankees. Moves that ball around. Just doesn't fire for the middle of the plate. He hit Carew on the fist twice. Carew has a slightly open stance for a left-hand batter. Stands deep in the box. Pepitone shading him in right center field. Trash fairly shallow in left field. A 1-2 delivery. Popped down the left field line, but curving foul and back into the stands out of play. Carew was around first. Taking no chances on the ball possibly being fair. We'd like to welcome the Bond Clothing Stores as a new Yankee ticket outlet. They have 16 stores in the metropolitan area. While you're shopping for your clothes, you can pick up some tickets at the same time. Again, the 1-2 delivery. Ground ball hit to second base. Clock is up with the ball. Fires to Mantle. Two out. So two up, two down. And the batter now, Tony Oliva. Oliva is off to a fast start. If you remember last year, he really got off to a rough start. Had a hit close to 400 to bring his mark up to where it was at the end of the year where he finished with 289. Right now, he's been up eight times, four base hits. One double, one RBI. Two out, nobody on, no score. Mambo's first pitch, low and inside, ball one. Oliva does a lot of work up there before he's ready to hit. First, he rubs a little dirt on his hands. Now he starts digging the hole for the back foot right on the edge of the line of the batter's box. Mambo's pitch, swing, and a foul tip off the umpire's chest protector. One and one. On deck, Harmon Killebrew. Believer is 6'2", 190 pounds, and there's nothing this man can't do. There's no pitch that he can't hit. Can hit to all fields. Line drives or with power, good speed, good arm, fine outfielder. One ball, one strike, two out, nobody on. Mambo winds. The pitch is punched over. Michael is back there and makes the catch. It looked like he was going to go over Michael's head, but he hit it right off the fist, and Gene backed up and made the play. It's three up, three down, and the score at the end of one half inning. The Twins nothing. The Yankees coming to bat. I've got my friend sitting here today. Yes, sir, the White Owl girl. Tell me, any new rules you'd like to see brought into the game? Only one. I'd give every batter who reaches first base a box of White Owl cigars. How's that going to help the game? Well, more players will try to get to first base. It will make the game more interesting. It sure would. You know, you could have your own rally. Nine guys could end up at first base. 
But do you really think that would work? I know it would. You know how popular white owls are. You see them everywhere. It's the famous white owl tobacco that does it. It's aged slowly, mellowed carefully to bring out the mild taste, smooth flavor. Do you really think the fans would go for that? Why not? They're all white owl fans, too. They know you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. On the mound for the twins, Jim Perry, the big right-hander. Perry won eight, lost seven last year for the twins. He has won seven and lost 12 lifetime against the Yankees. Morris Clark leads off for the Yankees. Moving in at third base is Cesar Tovar. Morris Clark was 0 for 3 opening day. Switch hitter batting left-handed. Here's Perry's first pitch. Outside, ball one. And another... But wait a minute now. It should be two balls. Yes, it's nothing in two. Horace Clark stepped out of the box. Perry went to his mouth, and Salerno called it a ball, but he accidentally put up one and one. It's two and nothing. Pitch is in there. Strike call. So Perry, who uh, he goes to his forehead now, so I guess the forehead is okay as long as you don't go to the mouth. A lot of these pitches have that happen. It's tough to break. One was called on Stottlemyre opening day. The 2-1 delivery. Swing and a miss. Two and two. Umpires really observing the pitcher very closely. Bob Fischel in the background explaining about the ball being called. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. So Clark is down on strikes as Perry put a little extra on that fastball. And that'll bring up Mike Ferraro. Mike was 0 for 3 opening day. By the way, this program brought to you in cooperation with Sports Network is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience. And any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. So young Mike steps in. Right-hand batter. No score here, bottom of the first. Perry's pitch is a little high, ball one. Mike, 5'11", 176 pounds. Born in Kingston, New York. Now makes his home in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where the Yankees train. The pitch, fouled, back out of play. One ball, one strike. On deck, Mickey Mantle. Outfield straight away on Ferraro. Perry side on pitch. Off the fist. Going to have to hurry. Perry is up with the ball. Throws. In time to get him. Just did get him on a fine play by Killebrew. Perry waved the catcher, Roseboro, off the play. Threw in a hurry. It was low, but Killebrew came up with it. And here's Mantle.
Mickey Mantle was two for three opening day. Yankees got only three hits. Frank Fernandez got the other one. That was the big one, the home run. That won the game, one or nothing. Curry's pitch to Mantle. Outside, ball one. Mickey Mantle, six feet tall, 194 pounds. Standing deep in the box, batting left-handed against Perry. Pitch, swing, and a miss, one and one. Early in this ballgame, Perry's fastball really seems to be moving. Two out, nobody on. The pitch, a little bit low, two balls and a strike. By the way, old number five, the Yankee Clipper, will be here Monday and Tuesday with the Oakland A's. Well, we saw Joe in spring training. He really looked great. And he's happy to be back in uniform. He'll be sitting on the bench, be at every ball game this year, out on the field. The pitch is popped up. Close to the stands as Roseboro comes back near the stands and makes the catch. No, he didn't. A fan took it right out of his glove. Holy cow, Roseboro was right under that ball. And a fan reached up, and Mantle can thank that fan. And they're going to give Roseboro an error. I want to tell you something. He had a battle with a young fan in a red shirt down there. But Roseboro is being charged with an error on a tough play. So the youngster got the ball after it bounced off Roseboro's glove. High with the pitch, and it's three and two. A full count on Mantle. On deck, Joe Pepitone. Perry takes a deep breath. Here's the windup. The payoff pitch. Low ball four. Mantle gets a base on ball. Good eye by Mickey. That was a breaking pitch on a 3-2 count. And here is Joe Pepitone. Pepitone, 0 for 3, opening day. You remember, neither team issued a base on balls in that opening ball game. One of the reasons it was just an hour and 43-minute game. That included a slight rhubarb with Al Salerno, who was the plate umpire. He was at first that day. Hard mandolines away. Pitch to Pepitone, fouled back and out of play. Back in the upper deck, one strike on Joe. Killebrew is playing in back of the runner. The second baseman, Carew, is about 10 feet back on the outfield grass. Pitch, low and away, one and one. Hernandez, the shortstop, shades Pepitone near second and deep. And Tovar now has moved over closer to the shortstop position and deep at third base. The outfield shifts around towards right on Pepitone. A 1-1 count on Joe. The pitch is hit in the left field and in for a base hit as Pepitone crossed up the defense and went with the pitch. Mantle stops at second base. And Pepitone gets hit number one of the 68 season. You could see Pepitone just slap at that outside fastball. 
he really had a big hole to shoot out in left field. And here's Tommy Tresh. Tommy over the three opening day. Tresh feeling as good as he did his rookie year with the Yankees. Mantle at second. Pepitone at first. Two out. No score. Bottom of the first. Stretched by Tresh. Rather, uh, Perry, the pitch is swung at and missed. And Mickey looked like he was going. And he went almost halfway and then came back to second base. And wait a minute. Now the ball is going to be called, I believe, as first base umpire Bill Haller gave the sign to plate umpire Al Salerno. And now Cal Irma, the Twins manager, is going out there. And now it's one and one. A ball has been called on Tresh without a pitch being thrown. And now Haller is walking towards the huddle with Salerno and Cal Irma. So that's it. It's a 1-1 count. As we told you, it's going to take these pitches a little while. In spring training, they take a little extra time to think what they're doing out there. But in the heat of an important ball game that counts, they'll do things unconsciously. All right, runners lead at first and second. A 1-1 count on Tresh. Pepitone with a big lead at first. Mantle leading away at second base. Perry's pitch bounce foul outside of first, right in the Yankee dugout. One ball, two strikes. And Bob Shepard, the PA announcer, is explaining again that a ball was called. It would confuse a lot of fans, and I think it's a smart thing having the PA announcer announce these things when they happen on all plays that are controversial. And now Roseboro going out to talk with Perry. Johnny Roseboro, who caught for the Dodgers for so many years. Bob Allison in left, Ted Ulander in center, Tony Oliver in right, playing Tresh just about straight away. Perry's pitch fouled out of play as Tresh was trying to go to left field. Perry's trying to keep that ball away on the left-hand batters. Count remains one ball, two strikes. On deck, Steve Whitaker. The pitch swing and a miss. Strike three. And so Perry picks up his second strikeout for the Yankees. No runs. One hit. One twin error. Two men left. And at the end of one hit, one full inning, it's the Twins nothing, the Yankees nothing. Wally Ballou here in the car with Mr. Dale Sturdley. Uh, mind if I call you Dale, Dale? I'd prefer Mr. Sturdley, Wally. All right, Mr. Sturdley, as I understand it, you've never worn a seatbelt in your life. That's right. I always thought they were sissy stuff. Uh, but today you consented to Exactly. Put my first seatbelt on in front of your, I trust, vast radio audience. It is. What made you change your mind? Now, how fast is the car going? About 30 miles an hour. Well, and so are we. Uh, now, say we hit that parked car over there. Oh, please don't. The car would stop suddenly. Ah, uh, but we would not. That's right, and we'd go, psst, right through the windshield. It would hurt. The National Safety Council says thousands of auto deaths could be prevented by seatbelts. I say it would hurt to go through the windshield. Well, time to buckle up. How does it feel, Mr. Sturdley? Hey, say, always wondered why this car was so uncomfortable. 
I've been sitting on the seatbelt buckle for five years. Yes, that's another advantage of buckling up. Buckle up for safety. Armin Killebrew will lead off for the Minnesota Twins. And this young man, who really is powerfully built, homered in uh, each of the first two games that the Twins played against the Senators. Killebrew had two hits and six times at bat. Both of them home runs. On deck, Bob Allison. Killebrew is only 5'11". Weighs 210 pounds. Bill Mamboquet. End of the windup. The pitch to Killebrew. Ground ball up the middle. There's a base hit for Killebrew. Michael was playing him as a full hitter, and he hit it right back through the middle. So the first hit for the Twins. A ground ball right up the middle. And the batter, Bob Allison. Allison is three for seven this year. One homer and two RBIs. Six feet, four inches tall, 220 pounds. Mantle holding the bag against Killebrew. Plenty of power at first base right now. The pitch is a little low, ball one. It had the corner, but just below the knees. Killebrew with a short lead at first. Mambo's curve is in there. Strike called one-on-one, and Allison was not too happy with that call. A big high curveball that broke down at the last second. All right, here's the stretch by Mambo. Another curve. Pops Bob are coming back into the crowd, not a play. Allison really fooled on that pitch. Just half-heartedly swung at it. Fouled it back into the crowd. It's a one-two count. And we just learned that it definitely will be Dean Chance pitching for the Twins tomorrow against the Yankees' Fred Talbot. A one-ball, two-strike count on Bob Allison. On deck, John Roseboro. Quick throw to first. Killebrew back. Takes Killebrew a little extra time after he gets that lead to reverse his field and get back to first. All right, Mambo ready. Pitch crowded him just inside, and it looked like Allison was looking for a breaking pitch away from him. He stepped into that pitch, and it just missed the inside corner. Allison steps back. Pepitone playing very shallow on uh, Bob Allison, who has good power. But Pepe is fast, figures he can go back. A lot of room in center field of Rome. All right, ready for the 2-2 delivery. Here it is, a curved line at center field. Pepitone comes in. Go, the ball goes by him, rolling to the monument. Killebrew is around second, digging for third. They're waving him in. And Allison, right in back of him, has to hold up. And we'll have to wait and see. On a sinking line drive, Pepitone got to the ball, reached for it, and the ball ducked under his glove and rolled almost to the monuments. Steve Whitaker had to come way over from right field, a deep center, and it's an error charged to Pepitone. A three-base error charged to Joe. That 
ball was hit on the button. We told you Pepitone was playing shallow. He had a chance for the ball. Would have taken a base hit away from Allison, but the ball went out like a knuckleball and sunk just at the last second right under Joe's glove, and Joe was pounding the glove. He couldn't believe it. So now the infield is in. Roseboro the batter. The Twins lead one to nothing. As Killebrew scored, the pitch to Roseboro is low ball one. Pepitone, you could see, had ideas of trying to double off Harmon Killebrew, who had started with a crack of the bat and then stopped when he saw Pepitone had a shot to get it. And as a result, Allison almost lapped him. Pitch low, nice play by Gibbs. Two balls, no strikes. Johnny Roseboro has been up seven times with one base hit. He steps back to look down at Billy Martin, coaching at third. On deck, Ted Ulanda. Mambo gets the sign from Gibbs. The pitch, strike call, just over the inside corner. Mambo taking a little extra time. Here's his 2-1 delivery. Swing and a foul. Back to the screen. The count is even at 2-2. Two two. Johnny Roseboro has been with the Dodgers. He was with them for a little while in 57. And came up to stay in 1961. The 2-2 pitch. A little bit high, and he held off. It's a full count, three and two. Infield remains in. Allison taking his lead down the line. Now the payoff pitch. Swing and he pops it up. Mickey Mantle in foul territory in the coach's box. Is there and takes it. A big out. So that's the first out here in the top of the second. The Twins leading one to nothing. The batter, Ted Ulanda. So Mambo did the job. Got Roseboro. Little huddle with Gibbs and Mambo out on the mound. So now on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGYS Schenectady, 810 on your dial, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station serving the great Northeast. I Ted Ulander with the infield in, and Ulander a good butter. He'll have to be on the alert. The pitch, a base hit to, whoop, yes, it's to center field. Had the infield been back, that would have been an easy out, but with the infield drawn in, the ball was hit off the fist and just about got over the bag at second base and dropped dead. So, Ulander did the job. It's not how hard you hit him, but where you hit him. He drives in Bob Allison, and the Twins take a 2 to nothing lead. Ulander at first, the batter, Jackie Hernandez. 
That's Ulander's third hit of the year. Hernandez is 0 for 8 on the year. The stretch by Mambo. The pitch is a curve. Bouncing ball to third. No, what a play by Ferraro. Throws to first. Not in time. He beat it out. Ferraro made a tremendous play as the ball went over the bag. He backhanded it. But we lost the play when he started to throw to second base. So he couldn't get Ulander. And then threw to first base and just missed getting Hernandez. So that's a base hit. An infield single. Runners at first and second. And the batter, Jim Perry. And that was quite a play by Mike Ferraro. Reminiscent of the first ball hit of the opening day when Paul Shaw hit one like that. Fernandez made a great backhand play and then threw it over Mickey's head. Five runners at first and second. One out. Twins lead two to nothing in the top of the second. And the Yankees looking for the possible bunt as Ferraro is in at third. Runners lead off first and second. The stretch, the pitch, he swings and misses, strike one. The Twins with good speed on the bases. Hernandez at first, Ulander at second. And on deck sees a Tovar. Mambo gets the sign. Here's the stretch. Look at the runner at second. The pitch is outside. Looked like it might be a pitch out. One on one. Perry is a switch hitter. He's batting left-handed against Mambo. He has a brother in the big leagues with the Giants, Gaylord Perry. Hyde ready for the 1-1 pitch. Here it is, and it's hit deep to right field. Whitaker going near the line, near the wall, makes the catch right against the barrier. Tagging up and going to third base is Ulander holding it first is Hernandez. And that one looked like it might go all the way. Whitaker played it very well as he got to the base of the wall and knew how far back he could go. So now there are runners at first and third with two out and the batter Tovar who was robbed of a base hit in the first inning on a fine play by Gene Michael. Gibbs goes out to talk with Mambo. In this situation, they could have a possible double steal. And Gibbs wants to make sure that the play he has set up, whether he'll throw hard back to Mambo or let Mambo have the ball go through to whoever's covering. All right, here's the stretch. The pitch, ground ball hit the second base. Clock is there, up with it. Flips the mantle in time for the out. The Twins come up with two runs on three base hits. One Yankee error, two men left. At the end of an inning and a half, Minnesota two, New York nothing. driving a lift with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Every trip will be more fun. When you want to go places and do things, what a pleasure your driving can be. For quality products and top-notch service, you 
And when you see your Atlantic dealer, he'll fill her up with Imperial gasoline. Imperial will rinse away any dirt deposits other gasolines have left in your carburetor throttle plate area and prevent new deposits from forming. Your driving will be more fun, more than a matter of just getting there, when you use Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Steve Whitaker leads off for the Yankees here in the bottom of the second with the Twins leading two to nothing. Steve up for his first time here in this 1968 season. And now the outfield shifting around on Steve, playing him strictly as a pull hitter. It'll be Whitaker, Gibbs, and Michael to face Jim Perry. Here's the pitch to Steve. A high foul back upstairs and out of play. Yankees have only two right-hand batters facing Perry in this game. Mike Ferraro and Bill Mamboquet. The rest are all batting left-handed. The one-strike pitch hit down the left-field line... Allison moving over near the line, near the line, and one-handed in fair territory. And you could see a lot of the white on that ball as Allison was a little leery of the fence right down the line. A fine play by Allison, even though he almost lost the ball. So it's one out, and here's Gibbs. Jacob for his first time in the ball game. In that top of the second for the Twins, one run is earned, and the other one unearned off Bill Monboquette. pitches to Gibbs. He runs up to Bunt, takes it, strike call. On deck, Gene Michael. Jake choking up about an inch on the bat. Perry's pitch, it hits his bat as he tries to duck out of the way and it's strike two. Perry's got a good slider that breaks quite late, which is the toughest pitch for a hitter to hit if that slider would break a little sooner. Be easy for the hitter to pick up, but Perry's slider breaks just before it gets to home plate. Here's the 0-2 delivery. A little low, ball one. Perry, by the way, looking for his 99th career win. And he needs six strikeouts in today's game, and he'll have reached the 800 strikeout plateau. The one-two pitch outside, two and two. He has two in the ball game already. He got Clark and Tresh in the first inning. All right, Perry rocks back. Short windup. Pitch is popped in the air. The second baseman, Carew, backing up on the outfield grass is there, and he's got it. Two away. Jake hit the slider right off the hands that time. The batter, Gene Michael. Gene over three, opening day. Switch hitter, batting left-handed. And now Allison has pulled way in and over towards the left field foul line. 
And Ulander in center shades him a little bit towards left center and in. The pitch to Michael. Strike on the outside corner. The Yankees play the Twins again tomorrow afternoon. Perry's pitch is fouled upstairs and out of play. Nothing in two. Game time, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Then after the Twins, the Oakland A's come in for two big ball games on Monday and Tuesday. The pitch is outside. One ball, two strikes. Two out, nobody on. Twins leading two to nothing. Bottom of the second. Curve swing and a miss. Strike three. So Michael goes down on strikes. The third strikeout for Perry. The Yankees go down in order. And at the end of two full innings... It's the Twins 2, the Yankees nothing. Is there much of a difference between civilian nursing and military nursing? Well, I thought there was before I became an Air Force nurse. But, uh, no, it just isn't so. Basically, I'm still helping people. You think to yourself, I hope I don't have to train all over again. And then you're so relieved when it's just like before. Except now you're an Air Force officer. And the hospital facilities are modern, and they're definitely among the best in the country. We work with the latest designed equipment. You can keep up to date on medicine. Last winter, I took postgraduate training in operating room techniques, and the Air Force paid for it. There is a difference in Air Force nursing. There are periodic raises in pay, world travel, educational benefits, generous retirement benefits, and the opportunity to serve your country. Get in touch with your local United States Air Force recruiter. It could change your job as well as your life. For the Twins, it'll be Rod Carew, Tony Oliva, and Harmon Killebrew to face Bill Monboquet. The Twins are leading 2 to nothing. Some early scores, it's the Red Sox nothing, Cleveland nothing, end of an inning and a half. The Angels nothing, the Orioles nothing at the end of two. The White Sox failed to score on the top of the first. Detroit batting. And Washington and Oakland tied 1-1 at the end of four and a half. All right, Mambo ready to pitch to Carew. His first pitch is a curve a little bit high, ball one. In the National League, Philadelphia nothing, Houston nothing at the end of one. The only scores in the National League right now. Beautiful day here at Yankee Stadium. Slow curve over this time, one on one. Mumbo with those good changes of speed. Pepitone is shading Carew over towards right center field. Change up, just missed the outside corner. Two balls and a strike. Mambo takes too much time, so Oliva asks for time at the plate. Well, he's gonna help you. 
Now he's back in. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball one. Tony Oliva. Mambo's pitch is inside, ball two, two and nothing. Oliva batted 289 last year, had 17 homers, 83 RBIs, and the Twins asked him to take a cut. Now that's only because in the three preceding years he had batted 323, 321, and 307. Mambo's pitch inside, ball three, three and nothing. So a three nothing count on Oliva. And with Mambo's good control, and the way Oliva doesn't like to uh, take base on balls, he'd probably take one pitch. Don't bet that uh, Mambo won't walk him. The 3 nothing pitch is high and outside, ball four. First walk given up by Mambo Kett. Here's Killebrew, who singled up the middle his first time at bat, and later came around to score. Gene Michael playing him to pull looks like Clark will be covering all the way if Oliva should try and go stretch by Mambo the pitch is fouled back upstairs and out of play on deck Bob Allison Mambo looks around at his defense. Oliva with a good lead at first base. Twins two, Yankees nothing here in the top of the third. One man out. Pitch by Mambo. It was a pitch out, but Oliva was not going. That's the second pitch out that the Yankees have tried, but nothing was on either time. And it's possible that the Yankees might think they have a Billy Martin steal sign or hit and run sign. But they don't have it yet. All right, Mambo checks Oliva. Throws over there. Tony is back. Plenty of time. Here's the stretch. Another throw over there, and Oliva is back. Washington leading Oakland now three to one at the end of five, and Detroit leading the White Sox one nothing into one. Mambo's pitch a curve, bounced slowly to third base. Ferraro comes up with it, has to go to first in time to get Killebrew. Oliva moves down to second base. Two away, and here's Bob Allison. Allison hit a bullet in the second inning with Killebrew at first base out to center field. Pepitone charged the ball. The ball went out like a knuckleball and just sunk at the last possible fraction of a second. And the ball got by Pepitone rolling way out to center field. Joe was charged with an error. But I believe they're going to replay the uh, on television the playback of that play to let the official scorer see exactly what happened. Allison takes a curve in there. Strike one call. 
Michael playing deep at short and over towards the hole. Clark's deep at second, but shading Allison towards second base. Tony Oliva with good speed and a good lead at second. The stretch by Mambo looks back at the runner. The pitch is fouled to the left of the plate. Strike two. And again, Mambo starting Allison with a curve outside, then crowding him with a fastball. We have had two pitches called balls without a pitcher throwing the ball in this game by Al Salerno. Both off Jim Perry of the Twins. All right, Mambo gets the sign from Gibbs. Goes into his set position. The pitch just outside. One ball, two strikes. the clubs in action today there were only two games yesterday played both of those in the National League Atlanta beat Cincinnati four to three and Houston beat the Phillies five to two but Houston's undefeated three and oh here's the stretch the pitch Strike three called. Allison did not swing, but it nicked the corner as Allison talks with Solano. So Mambo gets his first strike out of big one. But the Twins, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, one man left. At the end of two and a half, Minnesota two, New York nothing. One of the nice things about owning a new car is the peace of mind you receive knowing that a full warranty protects your car in case of any trouble. But it's very important to protect the warranty on your new car by following the requirements for regular service and checkups. And these checkups and servicing must be made by someone the manufacturer can rely on to do the job right. Now that's where your favorite Atlantic dealer comes in. When you see the new car warranty poster at your Atlantic station, drive in and have your car serviced. You'll receive a certified record of service which will be accepted by leading car manufacturers as unquestionable proof but the work has been done by experts, and nothing was overlooked. So protect your new car warranty so it will protect you and your new car. Always look for an Atlantic station with a new car warranty poster displayed. Then drive in for service so good it's guaranteed, recognized and accepted by every leading car manufacturer. It's Atlantic's dealer car warranty service. We get ready for the bottom of the third, and for the Yankees, it'll be Bill Mambo Kidd leading off. Mambo taking a little time to come up to home plate. Frank Crisetti coaching at third. Whitey Ford at first for the Yankees. On deck, Horace Clark. Perry into the windup. His pitch right down the middle. Strike one call. Outfield very shallow on Mambo. Perry's next pitch just outside. One and one. Perry ready for the one one delivery. Mambo swings, fouls it back upstairs and out of play. 
One ball, two strikes. Couldn't ask for better weather. There's a swing and a miss, strike three, and Perry chalks up his fourth strike out of the ball game. And it'll bring up Horace Clark, who struck out leading off the game. On deck, Mike Ferraro. Peru moves in at second base. He's really playing Clark shallow, looking for the possible bunt by Horace. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. Tovar is in at third. Hernandez, the shortstop, playing fairly deep. Fastball on the outside corner. Strike two call. Nothing in two. All right, Perry ready. The pitch is outside. One ball, two strikes. Perry, another windup. He kicks. The pitcher bouncer right back to the box on one hop. Easy flip to Killebrew. Two out. And that brings up Ferraro, who bounced out to the pitcher in the first inning. As in the opening day, the pitchers doing the big job here in the ballgame Stottlemyre and Brunette the Yankees and Angels in here it's Perry and Mambo Kett the pitch is low ball one here's the 1-0 pitch a foul at the plate 1-1 one well, we told you it was a beautiful day today, but we didn't know how beautiful until just now. Sandy Alpert, our engineer, is notified that it's a new record for the temperature today. It's 82 degrees right now. In 1945 on this date, it was 81, and that was the previous high, but 82 right now and could go higher. The pitch swing and a miss. Strike two, one ball, two strikes. Ready for the one-two pitch with two out, nobody on, and the Twins leading two-nothing. Here it is, and it's fouled back out of play. On deck, Mickey Mantle. Well, there's the first charge bugle call of the year. All right, Perry, ready again out on the mound. His pitch is low. Count is even at two and two. 
balls, two strikes, two out, nobody on. Perry winds. Strike three, went fishing for a curveball. And that's strikeout number five for Perry as he sets the Yankees down in order. The score at the end of three full innings, the Twins two and the Yankees nothing. On the scoreboard, it's the Red Sox one and the Indians nothing at the end of two and a half. Wazlewski against Hargan, Rico Petroselli homing in the third. Angels nothing, Baltimore nothing, end of two and a half. McLaughlin against Harden. Detroit one and the White Sox nothing, end of an inning and a half. Peters against Spama. Washington three and Oakland three playing the top of the sixth. Dobson for Oakland. Ortega started. Darrell Knowles has come on in the sixth. Sal Bando homing in the sixth with one on. And he led all major league hitters with homers in spring training. The National League, the Mets play the Dodgers later on. Cincinnati at Atlanta. Pittsburgh at San Francisco later on. Philadelphia nothing, Houston nothing, into two and a half. Grant Jackson against Justine. And the Cardinals fail to score in the top of the first. Ron Santo is just home in the first with two on. The Cubs are leading three to nothing. Playing the bottom of the first, it's Carlton against nine. So we've got lots and lots of baseball coming up. Now I tell you, the way the Yankees felt after that opening day victory... Boy, they are really a mentally prepared ball team much better than last year. They trail two to nothing right now in the top of the fourth inning. The pitch to John Roseborough is strike one call. Roseborough fouled out to Mantle his first time at bat. Inside, one on one. Johnny Roseboro, left hand batter. Bill Mambo Cat into the windup. Change up, lined up, base hit in a right. Wait a minute, Whitaker comes on and makes the catch. Holy cow, was that ball tagged? It looked like it was going to drop in short right field. And suddenly seemed to take off, and Whitaker came from nowhere and made the catch. That ball was hit similar to the one that Allison shot at Pepitone. Well, I don't believe Roseboro has ever hit a ball harder than that in his career. Here's Ulander, who dumped a single just over the bag at second base his first time up to drive in a run. Curve is in there. Strike called. Twins scored both their runs in the second inning. On deck, Jackie Hernandez. Mambo's fastball is a little bit low. One and one. Yulanda holds that bat straight up and down. Takes a pitch outside. Two balls and a strike. Yulanda is 6'2", 190 pounds. The 2-1 pitch is low ball three. Three and one. 
Last year, you land about at 258. So it's three and one on the left-hand hitter. The pitch is a soft line drive. Clark catches it on a fly. He hit that one off the fist, too, and Clark made the play. Two out. And before Hernandez comes up on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGYS Connected E810 on your dial, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station serving the great Northeast. Hard Hernandez beat out an infield hit. Hit one over the bag. Ferraro made a nice backhand stop. Couldn't throw him out. It's a high fly to center field. Pepitone moves back. Now comes in and makes the play. So it's three up, three down. And at the end of three and a half innings, the Twins two, the Yankees nothing. Driving can be a humdrum sort of thing. Or it can come alive. The world you drive through is alive. Things are happening all around you. Enjoy them. Atlantic Imperial can help. Atlantic Imperial will clean your carburetor as you drive and keep it clean. Imperial will wash away dirt deposits from the throttle plate area of your carburetor so you won't be distracted by stalling rough idling and wasted gasoline. You'll be free to enjoy the dozens of special things every mile of your way. Make your driving come alive. Fill up with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. All right, Mickey Mantle will lead it off. Just talking about one great ball player, Joe DiMaggio, and here's another one, Mickey Mantle. Mickey walked his first time at bat. And that was the first walk by any Yankee player so far this year. And of course, Mantle leads the Yankees in walks year after year. And uh, Al Salerno wants Perry to move the rosin bag over. Got a brand new mound out there. Appears to be a lot higher, but it really isn't. The pitch to Mantle. Foul out of play. Upstairs, strike one. Good play by a fan up there. Perry decides he wants a new baseball. By the way, an attractive original Yankee book jacket will be given to all students attending Monday and Tuesday's games with Oakland at the stadium while the supply lasts. And these jackets may be folded to fit most size school books. They have autographs of the entire team plus a new team photo and many club records. The pitch to Mickey. Outside, one-on-one. So that's both days, Monday and Tuesday, with Oakland in town. On deck, Joe Pepitone. Yankees trail two to nothing, bottom of the fourth. Perry rocks back. Pitch bunted by Mantle, but right back to the pitcher. Perry strode just in time to get Mickey. Man, he got down that line in a hurry. Had he bunted it any place but directly back at the pitcher, they wouldn't have had a play on him. 
So Mick gets a hand, trying to beat out the bunt, just couldn't drag it. Here's Pepitone, lined a single to left field, the only Yankee base hit in the game. You can hear the crowd getting on Joe. That sinking line drive that Joe let get by him. And they're really getting on him because after the ball got by him, Joe did not turn around and hustle after the ball. He was so mad because he missed it that he just kept pounding his gloves. Pitch to Pepitone. Foul back out of play. Strike one. One out and nobody on. Here's Perry's one strike pitch. A foul coming back and into the crowd out of play. Nothing in two on Joe. Oakland came up with four runs in the top of the sixth and lead Washington five to three at the end of five and a half. The two run homer by Bando, a big blow. Fans ought to come out and see this youngster. He must have really improved. He'll be here Monday and Tuesday with Oakland. The two-strike pitch. A foul off Joe's foot. Solano looks at it and keeps it in play. One out, nobody on. Two-nothing, the Twins lead. We're in the bottom of the fourth. And a ball has been called on Perry again. This is the third time in this ball game that Perry inadvertently went to his mouth with his pitching hand. He's shaking his head out there. So far, it hasn't cost him. The third time in the ball game. Goes one and two on Pepitone. The pitch hit deep to right field. Way back near the bullpen. He'll leave it back there and makes the catch right in front of the bullpen. He couldn't go back another step. Oliva made a fine play, got back there in a hurry, and over to his right and just in front of the Yankee bullpen. So it's two out, and the batter Tommy Tresh, who struck out his first time up. Well, Pepitone just couldn't get around on that ball. Pitch to Trash is low, ball one. Curry's next pitch is hit in the air to right center field. Oliva digging over. He's there and makes the catch. So for the third inning in a row, the Yankees get down in order. And the score now at the end of four full innings. Minnesota 2 and the Yankees nothing. Hi, fans. want you to meet a friend of mine, the whiteout girl. You know, I've been expecting you. Of course. You always find me where the men are. Tell me something, then. Are there any rules in baseball you'd like to see changed? I think we ought to change the seventh inning stretch. How do you mean? Instead of stretching, everyone lights up a whiteout. A whiteout is more relaxing, soothing. The tobacco does it. It's aged slowly, mellowed longer. But the seventh inning stretch is a tradition. So are white owl cigars. 
You see them everywhere. The stands are filled with them today. Just look around at all the reindeer. Invincible. And New Yorkers. They're everywhere. Hmm. The seventh inning white owl. I think I'll write the commissioner about it today. Just think. All those men at the same time finding out you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. So we go into the top of the fifth inning. Top of the fifth, and the Twins, who scored two in the second inning, leading the ball game two to nothing. Mambo Kett having a little chat with Al Salerno, asking him what it is he's doing and how can he stop it. Jim Perry. I said Jim Cott, huh, Sandy? Oh, I said Mambo Kett. All right, Mambo Kett's out on the mound. Perry fly deep to right his first time up. Hard ground to right at Clark on one hop. Horace easy throw to first one out. So Perry has hit the ball hard both times he's been to bat. And here is Cesar Tovar. Bounce to short, bounce to second. Cesar has been up 12 times so far this year without a base hit. Is Mambo's first pitch to Tovar. It's a little bit high. Ball one. They're giving a report on Steve Barber and how he's doing. Pitch five innings. Did a good job. There's a bunt attempt foul. Strike one. Tovar trying to bunt his way on. Get that first base hit of the year. Sometimes that's awful hard to get. And the longer you go without getting it, the more you press. The 1-1 delivery. Low and away, 2-1. In the five innings that Steve Barber pitched yesterday, he gave up one hit and one walk. And he is considered the possible opening day pitcher for Syracuse, the Yankees farm team in the International League. Here's a hard grounder right at Michael, a shortstop. Up with it. Throws to first in time. Michael almost came up too quickly with his glove that time. It hung right in the webbing. He was right in front of the ball. Two out, and here is Carew. He's been up twice, both times. Bounced to the second baseman. On deck, Tony Oliva. Two out, nobody on. Two nothing, the Twins lead. Pitch to Carew, ground ball. Michael Lewis right up with the ball. The long throw in time. What a gun on Michael that time. Man, he went deep in the hole, backhanded it, and fired a strike to Mickey. So at the end of four and a half innings now, it's Minnesota two and the Yankees nothing. We all know that no one is perfect. That includes even an Atlantic Red Ball dealer. So I imagine it's possible that someday a Red Ball dealer could forget to clean your windshield possible but not uh, very likely and even if he does you're still ahead because Atlantic Red Ball dealer service carries a money-back guarantee anytime the dealer fails to clean your windshield weather permitting or doesn't offer to check the oil 
he'll refund the cost of your gasoline. The offer may vary in some states, but Red Ball dealer service never varies. That's what makes it so great. Near to home or far away, whether the dealer is an old friend or a stranger, you just drive in at the Red Ball sign and relax. You know your car will be well taken care of because Atlantic Red Ball dealer service is always the same for every customer, every time. It's so great, it's guaranteed. ready to carry you the rest of the way, Jerry Coleman. Okay, Scooter, and we move into the bottom of the fifth inning. It'll be Whitaker, Gibbs, and Michael for the Yankees. And now time has been called. It looks as though Tony Oliva, the right fielder, either is having some trouble with his sunglasses or needs a pair. And I think uh, what happened, he had some out there, but apparently the strap may have broke. Now he's running all the way in. Passing the left field foul line past Frank Crossetti. Maybe he just needs a little exercise. But in any event, he has come into the Minnesota dugout from deep right field. And the game momentarily has been held up. Which will give us a chance to remind you that tomorrow, Dean Chance will be going for the Minnesota Twins. And for the Yankees, it'll be Fred Talbot. So Al Salerno, the home plate umpire, is over there in the Minnesota dugout. And we are still waiting. And while we're waiting, let's run over the scores. In the American League, Boston leads Cleveland one to nothing after three and a half was Lusky against Hargan. Petroselli had a home run in the third. California and Baltimore scoreless after three and a half. McLaughlin against Harden. Detroit leads the White Sox one to nothing after two. Peters against Farma. Oakland 5, the Senators 3 after 6. Dobson for the Oakland A's. Ortega, Knowles, and Higgins for the Senators. Bando had a two-run homer in the 6th. And now Oliva has returned to his right field position. We're getting ready for the first pitch by Jim Perry to Steve Whitaker. We'll bring you the National League scores in just a moment. Jim Perry has given up only one base hit. Twins are leading 2 to nothing. Retired 10 straight. Whitaker pops one up. Right side. Foul territory. Roseboro and Killebrew on a near collision as Harmon Killebrew comes up with it. Johnny Roseboro has a stiff right knee. was out there after it. And Killebrew coming in hard from first base. They nearly collided, but Whitaker is out. One up. And one down here in the bottom of the fifth. And that's 11 straight for Perry. National League scores right now. Philadelphia and Houston scoreless after three and a half. Chicago leading the Cardinals four to one after an inning and a half. All the other scores. Later starts and one night game Cincinnati at Atlanta. The Mets are playing in Los Angeles. Pittsburgh at San Francisco in afternoon games. It's ball one to Jake Gibbs. Gibbs who popped the second in the second inning. Yanks trailing by a pair, a two-to-nothing game, bottom of the fifth. Here's Jim Perry into the windup, delivers, and it's outside, two and oh. Jim Perry, who has been the fifth starter for the Minnesota Twins the last several years, getting a chance to work in rotation with Jim Cott out of action, the big left-hander who has that tendon pull in his left elbow. The 2-0 pitch to Gibbs. He takes it outside. It's three and oh. 
Perry, the kind of a guy who's got years of experience and has not pitched too much this spring, he's the kind of a fellow you want to stay close to and hope to get in the late innings of the game. The 3-0 delivery to Gibbs. Takes it for a strike right down the middle. Defense shifted to the right for Jake. Tovar at third, Hernandez at short, Carew at second, Killebrew at first, the inner defense. Here's Perry, the 3-1 delivery, and Gibbs takes strike two, taking all the way. Jake trying to start something by getting on. Right behind him is Gene Michael, and then Mon Boquette is scheduled to pitch, or rather to hit after Michael, should either Gibbs or Michael get on. Okay, now, uh, just about the time Perry was ready to go into his windup, Gibbs stepped out. Jim Perry, 7-12, and 12, lifetime against the Yankees. He's 98-82, and 82, lifetime in the major leagues. Here's Perry, the payoff pitch to Gibbs. Check swing fouled on the left field side, and the count holds at 3-2. and two. Bob Allison in left field, Ted Ulander in center, Tony Oliva in right, and John Roseborough, the catcher. Roseborough, acquired from the Dodgers, the big man, that the Twins wanted. They needed a first-string catcher, and they think they've got him. A big one. Here's the payoff pitch to Jake. Fouled off left side and just missed the boys over on the TV side, Frank Messer and the scooter Phil Rizzuto. Eighty-two degrees today here at Yankee Stadium. A new all-time record. Surpassing the 81 for this date. Set in 1945. Payoff pitch again. Hard ground ball to the second baseman, Carew. He's up with it. The Killebrew. Two down. That play going. Four to three. Second baseman to the first baseman. Now here's Gene Michael, who has struck out in his only at-bat. And Gene looking for his first base hit. So far this year, Michael, 0 for 4. He went 0 for 3 opening day. That first base hit a big one for every ball player that plays. That's the one they want to get. Get the first one. Two down, nobody on. Carew, very tight at third. Michael waiting. He starts to bunt and misses. Strike one. I wish you could see the way they play, Gene Michael. The third baseman is playing him very shallow. Carew. The second baseman is very tight, and Killebrew is deep at first. Shortstop Hernandez about medium. Bob Allison and left way near the line. Michael fouls this one back on the screen. It's no balls and two strikes. Gene Michael, a switch hitter, of course, batting left-handed against the right-handed Jim Perry. Perry, the older brother of the Giants' Gaylord Perry. Jim Perry, long and lean, ready. Here's a two-strike pitch to Michael. Fouled off left side into the stand. And a real scramble for that one. Somebody comes up with a souvenir. And a fine crowd on hand. A beautiful day for baseball. And the Yankees have been dearly blessed with outstanding weather. And they're expecting more of the same tomorrow. So if you have any plans to drop out to the ballpark, tomorrow's the day for it. Good weather expected. And the Yankees and the Twins. There's Gene Michael taking ball one. You mentioned before, it'll be Fred Talbot for the Yankees and Dean Chance for the Minnesota Twins. One ball, two strikes. Here's Perry again to Michael. Curve way inside, almost hit him, two and two. 
when you drop out to the ballpark, you might take a look at the new Yankee yearbook for 1968. 75 cents, and what a beauty. Some great color shots. All right, Perry ready again. Here's the next one to Michael. Fouls it off down the left side, and this one into the upper deck. Incidentally, I had a note from a Mrs. Arthur C. Dickey from South Walnut Street in Essex Manor Hotel, East Orange, New Jersey, who wanted to know about the yearbook and if they're ready. And they certainly are, Mrs. Dickey. 2-2 two -two pitch fouled off right side. The count remains. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. The Minnesota leading the Yankees 2 to nothing. last half of the fifth inning. Well, when I got up today, I took one look and I said, what a great day to be alive and what a good day to watch a ball game. We've been blessed with just some great weather. Now, Al Salerno and Gene Michael are having a little conversation at home plate. Hard to figure out what it's about, but it's over. Salerno, the plate umpire, as the pitch comes in and there's a drive foul down the right field side. And the count holds two balls and two strikes, and now Salerno has to call timeout to get some more balls. What you're seeing now, a lot of foul-offs by Gene Michaels, could possibly indicate that Jim Perry might be tiring just a little bit. In other words, he's not getting rid of the hitters as quickly as he did, and yet he's retired the last 12 straight. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Michaels. Fouls this one down the left side. Bob Allison digging for it. Can he get to it? No, he can't. Jackie Hernandez, Bob Allison converging on the ball. The ball dropped about six feet inside the stands and then bounced in. Two balls and two strikes now. Michael waiting. As... Tovar, who is down there, comes back. And Tovar has a white golf glove that he wears whether he's at the plate or going on defense. He wears it under his glove. Okay, Perry, the 2-2 pitch. Swung on a miss, and it's strike three. And that's strikeout number six for Jim Perry. For the Yankees, three up and three down. And the score after five, Minnesota two, the Yankees nothing. August 1936. Jesse Owens, hero of the Berlin Olympics. 100,000 people jammed Berlin Stadium for the 11th Olympiad. Among them, Fuhrer Adolf Hitler. A tense world awaits the outcome. At the end of the first day, the Germans are in the lead. Then, the next day, the tide starts to turn. A young Negro athlete from Cleveland, Ohio, Jesse Owens, wins the 100-meter sprint. Then he wins the broad jump. Next, the 200-meter. And finally, in the 400-meter relay, he helps set another Olympic world record. Jesse Owens wins four gold medals for the United States to emerge the outstanding performer of the Berlin Games. Outstanding performance pays off in the United States Army, too. Ability, aptitude, leadership are quickly recognized. If you're good enough to get in, a proud future can be yours in the new Action Army. Tony Oliva stepping in. He'll be followed by Harmon Killebrew, Bob Allison. So Bill Mamboquette 
who trails two to nothing going into the top of the sixth inning as the meat of the Minnesota batting order coming up. Oliva, Killebrew, and Allison. Tony Oliva. What a hitter. Two-time batting champ waiting back from the left side. Mambo catch first pitch. Up the middle. Michael off his glove. Kicks to Clark. Throws to first. They got him. What a play. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know they didn't plan that one, but it happened. Gene Michael, moving towards second, got his glove to the ball. It kicked off his wrist right to Horace Clark, who unloaded in a hurry to Mantle. And they got Tony Oliva. The play going six, four, three. <laughs> oh, boy, you'd have to see it to believe it. Okay, here's Killebrew now. One down. Swings and misses. Strike one. A fastball on the letters. Mambo Kett has been pitching Killebrew high all day, and that can be dangerous. Slider fouled off left side. Strike two. Gibbs over to get it. Then flips it out to Mambo Kett. Incidentally, we'd like to welcome the 16 outlets of the Bond clothing stores where you can pick up your tickets anytime you want. Just drop in there, buy a suit, and get some Yankee tickets. Fastball misses outside. Ball one, strike two. Of course, you don't have to buy a suit. You can get a pair of socks or a tie or just drop in. Look around and get your Yankee tickets. Killebrew takes outside, two and two. So Bill Mamboquet had no balls and two strikes on Killebrew and now starting to try to toy with him, getting him to go after the pitch that he wants him to go after. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Killebrew. Hit on the ground. Michael moving towards second base. Is up with this one. The flip the mantle in time. And we have two out. Armin Killebrew, who in the first two ball games the Twins played, won them both with home runs. Killebrew, if you recall, last year hit 44 to tie Carl Yastrzemski in the home run department. Bob Allison, closed stance. Deep in the batter's box, right-hand hitter waiting. Curve is outside, and it's ball one. Mambo Kett had the one bad inning. That was in the second. Gave up a hit to Killebrew. Pepitone made a three-base error, and a single to Ulander and to Hernandez scored a couple. Ground ball up the middle again. This one gets through, and Pepitone now recovers it as Bob Allison comes up with his first base hit in the ball game. Although I will say in that second inning, the ball that Guy Pep got by Pepitone appeared for our standpoint to have hit the ground before it got by him. And therefore, that error that was charged at Pepitone will hold, but it's possible that Allison may be given a base hit if the official scorer goes down and talks to Pepitone after the game. We'll wait and see on that. Here's John Roseborough. Fastball is high. It's ball one. In other words, the official scorer can reverse himself if he goes down to one of the players on a disputed play, as this one might be, and asks the man involved, he could change the complete error to a hit and an error for Allison. 
There's a drive down the right field line. Right down the line. It could be close. That ball is just foul. And I mean by a hair. Right down the right field line. 296 feet. It was far enough for a home run. But appeared from here to be just foul. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Dial 374-3318 any weeknight, and I'll be on the other end here at 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady. They play John DePull. Here's the pitch to Roseboro, and this one is outside on the corner. Strike two, one and two. John Roseboro, the bellwether of that catching staff for the L.A. Dodgers, who won four pennants starting in 1959. Mambo Kid, there goes Allison. Here's the pitch. It's outside. Throw to second. It's in time. They got him. A nice throw by Jake Gibbs, nailing Bob Allison. The play going two to six. The side is retired. No runs a hit. Nobody left. And the score after five and a half. Minnesota still leading the Yankees two to nothing. It won't be long now till the weather warms up for good. And whenever you think of summertime fun, you start thinking of places to go. To the ballpark, to the beach, to the mountains, or just driving around on a summer evening with the top down. Somewhere in the picture, there's nearly always a car. And to help make your driving a pleasure, there's Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Now, any gasoline will power your car, but Atlantic Imperial does more. It cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. It builds up in the throttle blade area can spoil your fun if they cause stalling, rough idling, poor acceleration, and wasted gasoline. But only a few tankfuls of Imperial will dissolve throttle plate deposits and wash them harmlessly away. When you think of all the good times ahead, you'll be thinking of your car. So don't stop there. Think, too, of Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. set to go in the bottom of the sixth inning and we've got a pinch hitter for Bill Mambo catch Roy White. While we wait for Perry to pitch to White, we remind you it's New York Yankee baseball is paused for station identification. WGY Schenectady. Bill Mambo Kett, who had pitched well enough, is being lifted for a pinch hitter, Roy White, because the Yankees are trailing two to nothing, bottom of the sixth. Perry's first pitch to White is hit high in the air, foul down the right field side, and that ball over the roof and completely out of the ballpark. Just for the light standards there. This ballpark spruced up again for another exciting year of Yankee baseball. Darker blue out on the signboards in center field. Fastball misses outside to White. One ball and one strike. The last strikeout that Perry had, that was Gene Michael, was the 800th of his major league career. The pitch to White swung on a miss. Strike two and Jim Perry still dealing and wheeling out there. 
Mambo Kett in six innings gave up four hits, walked one, struck out one, allowed two runs, only one of them earned. Here's the one-two pitch to White, batting for Mambo Kett, and he takes it outside, two and two. So the Yankees will be coming on with a new pitcher when the Twins come to the plate in the seventh. Jim Perry ready. Roy White waiting. The pitch is just outside. It's a full count, three and two. And Roy White is the kind of a guy you don't want to get on. He can run with the best of them. White was thrown out only once this spring. That was in Mexico City when he stumbled on the way to second. The payoff pitch to White. Ground ball in the hole, base hit, Roy White. Lines a single to right, and the Yankees threaten. That's only the second base hit of the ball game for the Yankees. The Yankees coming to life here with their first base hit since the first inning. And Perry had retired 13 straight batters before White got that base hit. So the Yankees. Starting to come to life. Here's Horace Clark now, who struck out and bounced to the pitcher. And these are the speed merchants for the Yankees, White and Clark. Those are the men that manager Ralph Houck would like to see on the base. The pitch to Clark is an attempted bunt that he takes for a strike. Rod Carew, the second baseman, is playing almost on the grass, midway between first and second. He's ready for anything, the drag, the push, any kind of a bunt situation. Carew is very tight at second, as is Cesar Tovar at third. Tovar way in at third base. Hard White moving off first. The pitch to Clark. Fouled off. No balls, two strikes. Horace Clark out in front of the pitches today. Has not had his timing the way we've seen him. Of course, the Yankees have played only one game in exactly a week. The last time they played was against the Pirates on Saturday before the opening day game, which was on Wednesday. So they could be a little rusty. They've had a lot of workouts. Here's a two-strike pitch to Clark. It's just outside. One and two. Nobody out. White at first. Two to nothing. Minnesota leads. Bottom of the sixth. Yeah, there goes the charge call. Becoming more and more familiar in all the ballparks in both major leagues. Jim Perry ready again. Clark waiting. White at first. The one-two pitch is just outside. It's two and two. So Perry, not wanting to give Clark anything good, has tried to hit that corner on the outside twice. Let's see if he comes back inside. Rod Carew has gone in to talk to him, the second baseman, the rookie of the year last season. Incidentally, Carew had a calcium deposit removed from his right wrist during the winter months, and it left a scar about an inch and a half, looked like a razor slash. Says it's just fine now. Okay, there's Clark waiting. Twins at double play depth. White moving off first. Here's a pitch to Horace. Hits it. Short left field. Coming on fast. Allison. He's under it. He's got it. The throw goes to first base and White is back in plenty of time. It looked for a moment as though the ball might drop, but Allison was playing Clark very tight and got to it easily. 
one away. And here is Mike Ferraro who's looking for his first base hit of the year. Ferraro in today's ball game was out on a fine play by Jim Perry on a swinging bunt down the third base side then struck out. Mike Ferraro raised in Kingston, New York standing in tight on the plate waiting. Just a rookie. Perry ready. The pitch to Ferraro is in there strike one at the knees. Right after this half inning, we'll give you a complete rundown on all the scores in both the American and the National League. Defense straight away for Ferraro. One away, White at first. One strike to count. Perry, long and lean, gets set. Here it comes. Hit the right field. Tony Oliva drifting over. He's under it. He's got it. Two down. There's no need to tell you who's up there now. It's Mickey Mantle. And he really brings these kids to life. Mantle walked and then was out attempting to bunt for a base hit. In the fourth inning, he's 0 for 1. Mickey deep in the box, batting from the left side. Holds the bat right on the end. Here's a pitch. Hit down the left side, foul, and out of play. Mickey Mantle, 518 lifetime home runs. Three to go to tie Ted Williams, four to pass him. Mantle waiting. Perry sets. White off first. There he goes. The pitch is taken. Throw to second is in time, and he was out a long way. An outstanding throw by Johnny Roseboro, nailing Roy White, who was out a good six to eight feet. And that play went two to six from the catcher to the shortstop. For the Yanks in the bottom of the six, no runs, a base hit, nobody left. And the score after six full innings of play, Minnesota two runs on four hits, one error. The Yankees no runs, two hits, and one error. And now look at the scoreboard as we have it. After five innings of play, Boston still out in front of the Indians, one to nothing. Wazluski against Hargan, Petroselli's third inning home run, the only score in that game. California and Baltimore scoreless after five and a half. McLaughlin against Pardon. Detroit won and the White Sox won after three and a half. Peters against Sparma. Oakland six. The Senators three after six and a half. Bando had a sixth inning home run with one on for the Oakland A's. Dobson, Pierce, and Aker for Oakland. Ortega, Knowles, and Higgins for the Senators. In the National League, Houston who have won their first three, lead the Philadelphia Phillies two to nothing after four and a half. Grant Jackson against Tuesday. Chicago four and the Cardinals three. That's after two and a half. Carlton against Nye, relieved by hands in the third. Simpson had a home run for Chicago uh, for the uh, Cardinals, and Santo had one for the Cubs. In other games, the Mets are at Los Angeles. Pittsburgh is San Francisco this afternoon, and Cincinnati plays the Braves tonight. Jim Bouton has come on in relief. Uh, Bill Mambo Cat, and this is the first outing for Jim during the regular season. 
Jim. Pitched outstanding ball this spring. And many people felt that he would move into a starting role. Manager Ralph Hawk has put Jim in the bullpen where he's been before and has done a fine job. So Jim will be fighting his way back into a starting rotation from the bullpen if he makes it. Incidentally, from Marv Albert, sports director from our anchor station here, WHN in New York, a score. The Chicago Blackhawks three, the New York Rangers one, and the series is all even at two games apiece in the best of seven. Rangers won the first two, and the Blackhawks have come back to take the next two. For the Minnesota Twins, facing Bouton will be Roseboro, Ulander, and Jack Hernandez. Bill Mamboquette, as we mentioned, went the first six, gave up four hits, two runs, only one of them earned. And now Bouton coming on. Jim Bouton. Many people counted him out, not once, not twice, but a half a dozen times. Keeps battling in that dogged, determined, bulldog fashion of his. And he has made this ball club one of the best pitchers the Yankees had this spring. And Jim Bowden, right off the bat, has been charged with ball one for going to his mouth. And the first pitch to Roseboro was inside. It's ball two, and he's only had one pitch out there. So it's two and nothing. Here's the next one. On the corner, two balls and one strike. That's the third time that one has been called twice on Jim Perry and now once on Jim Bowden. Defense shifted to the right for Roseboro. Roseboro, 0 for 2. Hits one sharply down the right field side. Foul. Ooh, boy, that ball was pickled. George Case, the coach at first base for the Senators, or rather for the Twins, had to jump a little bit. Billy Martin coaching at third for Minnesota. nothing. Twins leading the Yankees. Seventh inning. Bouton ready. Here's the pitch to Roseboro. Curve ball is high. It's three balls and two strikes. Remember, Bouton has only made four pitches, but was penalized one ball for going to his mouth. And now Jim has walked off the mound on the grass and has gone to his mouth and his face and is rubbing up the ball. <laughs> and that is legal. Just don't do it within that 18-foot circle out there. Payoff pitch to Roseboro. High. Ball four. Johnny Roseboro coming up with a base on balls. So Bouton walks the first battery faces. And that'll bring up Ted Ulander. Ted Ulander. Bloop single to center field. That was in the second. Line to second in the fourth. Left-hand hitter waiting as Bouton sets. Here's the pitch. Inside, ball one. Jim fighting for that inside corner has been missing it. Now he's working on his ankle and his shoe out there trying to get the heavy clay from between the spikes. All right, Jim ready now. Gets the sign. He works quickly. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ulander hits one to right field. Way back there. Whitaker on the move. Can't get it off the auxiliary scoreboard. Here comes Roseboro in to score. 
And in with a triple at third base is Ted Ulander, and the Twins lead three to nothing. Ted Ulander really unloaded on Jim Bouton. A ball that skipped off the auxiliary scoreboard in deep right center field. So Ulander now at third base, nobody out. A runner's across, and Minnesota leads three to nothing. Base on balls and a triple, and the base on balls proved costly. Here is Jack Hernandez at an infield single, and then fly to center and takes one outside for a ball. See, that's the first extra base hit in this ball game. Here's the next pitch to Hernandez, and he backs off. Ball two, two and zero. Oh. Ted Ulander has driven in two of the Minnesota three runs. Yankee infield is in tight. Edge of the infield grass. Hernandez waiting. Bouton delivers. Curveball. Got the corner for a strike. So here in the top of the seventh, the Twins are now leading three to nothing. Jake Gibbs behind the plate. Slowing things down just a little bit. Ferraro, Michael, Clark, and Mantle, the inner defense from third to first. Bouton ready. Checking Gibbs. Looks at Ulander. Here's a pitch and a curveball. Backs Hernandez away again. It's three balls and one strike. And now Hernandez is taking a long look at Billy Martin. He's really been looking for a possible squeeze play after each pitch. Here's a 3-1 delivery. Hit deep to left and pulled foul. Down the line, lower deck. Full count now to Hernandez. Minnesota, so far they've been red hot. Won their first two. Now lead in this one, three to nothing. Yankees won their first one, and they're trailing three to nothing. Here's the payoff pitch to Hernandez. Fouled off just above us, and the count holds three balls, two strikes. Defensively, Tresh is in left, Pepitone center, Whitaker in right. We mentioned before, it'll be Dean Chance and Fred Talbot tomorrow. Chance for the Twins, Talbot for the Yankees. Bouton ready, into the windup. The payoff pitch once again. On the ground, in the hole, base hit right between Ferraro and Michael. And here comes the fourth Minnesota run. And the Twins now lead four to nothing. Still nobody out. And that'll bring up the pitcher, Jim Perry. So Jack Hernandez, two for three. Let's see, Hernandez had not had a base hit until this ball game. So he is now 2 for 11. He came in with an 0 for 8 in appearances to the plate. Now he's 2 for 3 today. On at first, the fast man. Perry squares the button, takes it low. Ball one. Ferrara third, way in. An absolutely spectacular day here at Yankee Stadium. 82 degrees, a new record for this date. Bouton delivers. Perry bunts this one. Bouton is up with it. It's a good one. The throw is over to Horace Clark at first base, and down to second on the sacrifice is Jack Hernandez. That play going one to four from the pitcher to the second baseman. 
Cesar Tobar will be the hitter. Incidentally, we have a wire here. Just received. It said, luck on the new season to you, Phil Rizzuto, and Frank Messer. And, of course, the Yankee team from all the boys at Mr. Mann's Store of Champions in Newark. Of course, Joe Pepitone has worked over there. Signed, Al Green. There's a high drive, left field, Tommy Tresh near the pole and the barrier, right over in the corner, and he can't get to it. Ball just dropping inside the stands. Tresh was right there and just couldn't get to it. Strike one, Tobar. Played in 164 ball games last year, and that's a major league record. Considered by many to be the most valuable player on the Minnesota Ball Club, even though Harmon Killebrew hit those 44 home runs. In fact, he was voted that award by his teammates. All right, Bouton is ready. Hernandez at second. The one-strike pitch to Tovar in the dirt. A nice pickup by Jake Gibbs. One and one. Minnesota with two across here in the top of the seventh. Lead four to nothing. They've got six base hits. The Yankees have a pair. An attempt to pick off at second, and Hernandez is back easily. The ball going to Clark. That's the play where the runner has his eye on the second baseman. It's a shortstop who was picked up by the third base coach. The 1-1 pitch to Tovar. Hit sharply to second, and Clark has it. Flips over to Mickey, but moving to third on the play is Hernandez. And now Rod Carew, the rookie of the year last season, who's been held hitless. He's bounced to the infield three times, twice to second and once to short is coming up. Rod Carew, who made the big jump from the Carolina League to the big leagues and became the American League rookie of the year, stepping in. He can run. He's got deceptive power to all parts of the ballpark. Sort of punches out at the ball, but he can lay into it when he catches hold of it. Bouton to Carew. Curve is low and a big bluff and a fake. Running down the line, Jackie Hernandez trying to upset Bouton. Jim, who's been around a while, doesn't fluster easily. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Now Carew bunts it, lays it down the left side foul, just outside the third base side. One and one the count. Had that ball been fair, Carew could have walked to first base, and Hernandez very likely would have scored. The best play would have been a play at the plate because Carew can run, and he was well off on his way to first. Rod Carew makes his home in Minnesota now. A lot of ball players moving to the towns where they play. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Carew. Swings and misses. Strike two. He had a big cut. You wonder why ball players move to the towns where they play. It's a couple of reasons. One, they can make some money in the offseason where they might not elsewhere. And also, it cuts down the separations during spring training and during the course of the season with your family. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Carew takes a change up high. Two balls and two strikes. For those who live in California, many uh, wives do not go to spring training. They have to wait until school's out before they can join their husbands, and then they have to go back in late August before school starts. 
Carrasco. You're separated a great deal of the time. Here's a 2-2 pitch to Carew. One hopper to Clark at second. He's got it. Flips over to Mickey. And the side is retired. For the Twins, two runs. On two base hits, no Yankee errors, and one man left. And the score after six and a half, Minnesota four and the Yankees nothing. I guess one of the big thrills in everybody's life is the time when they buy a gleaming new car. The rewards of a new car are plentiful, and new owners usually appreciate them. The one big advantage of a new car is sometimes overlooked. That's the new car warranty that protects your car in case of any kind of trouble. In order for this full warranty to stay in effect, it's necessary to follow certain requirements for regular service and checkups. And these checkups and service must be carried out by someone the manufacturer can rely on to do the job right. Next time you fill up with Atlantic Imperial, look for the new car warranty poster at your Atlantic station. Then have your car serviced. You'll receive a certified record of service which will be accepted by leading car manufacturers as unquestionable proof but the work has been done by experts, and nothing has been overlooked. So protect your new car warranty so it will protect you. Always look for an Atlantic station with a new car warranty poster displayed. Then drive in for service so good, it's recognized and accepted by every leading car manufacturer. It's Atlantic dealer car warranty service. Mickey is 0 for 1 so far in this ballgame. Mantle, two for four on the season. He was two for three opening day. Mickey batting from the left side, waiting as Jim Perry goes into the windup. The pitch is outside. It's ball one. Yankees trailing four to nothing. California and Baltimore scoreless there in the seventh inning. Oakland leading the Senators now six to five in the eighth. Here's Perry to Mickey. High pop coming back and out of play. Ball looked for a moment as though it might be playable, and then because of the height of it, came way back there. One and one. Boston leading the Indians one nothing. They're in the sixth, and Detroit over Chicago three to one in the fifth. Houston four, Philadelphia nothing in the sixth. The one one pitch to Mickey is outside. Two balls and a strike. Cubs four, Cardinals three in the fourth. Night game in the National League. Cincinnati at Atlanta. Afternoon games. Mets at Los Angeles. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Not yet started. Perry to Mickey. Way outside. It's three balls and one strike. Mickey Mantle. The guy most feared, most respected on this Yankee ball club. Has been since 1951. Perry is ready again. The 3-1 pitch to the Mick. High pop to the infield. Calling for it is the third baseman, Cesar Tobar, and he's got it. Hey, that ball was out of sight. It went up so high, and Tobar came in almost to the plate to make the play. It's always easier for a man coming in on a ball than for a man going out. And that's why Johnny Roseboro, who's been around a few years, gave it to Tobar all the way. Well, a mixed reaction as Joe Pepitone steps up. <laughs> Pepitone, he, he can create something. Pro or con, he'll get him going. High fly ball. 
Short center field coming on. Ted Ulander waiting for it. He's got it. Two down. As Tommy Tresh steps in there. Paid attendance today, 15,611. Yankee Juniors, 3,897 for a total of 20,467. Okay, two outs, nobody on. Here's Tresh. Starts to bunt and takes high. Ball one. The total, 15,611, is paid. And the Yankee Juniors, 3,897, also includes servicemen and the ladies out here today. There's a fastball outside. It's 2-0 to Tommy Tresh. Tresh, after that knee operation, has changed his stance. It's quite a bit more closed. He's batting from the left side. Tommy waiting. Perry delivers right downtown. Strike one. Clark. Maddle. Tresh. Michael and White, who is a pinch hitter, all switch hitters. Perry again, the 2-1 pitch to Tommy. It's low and inside, 3-1. And Minnesota out in front, 4 to nothing. And tomorrow, Fred Talbot and Dean Chance. All right, Perry, the 3-1 pitch to Tommy. Sharply hit up the middle base hit. That ball hit right on the butt. It was a curve. Fresh meeting it beautifully. He had struck out and flied to right. Now comes up with a third Yankee hit of the ball game. And here's Steve Whitaker. Steve playing in his first game. He didn't play opening day. Fly to left. Foul to first. And there you hear it. Da 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 da. I got a kick out of that. I got to have a. Get that bugle going by half a dozen and let them have it every now and then. Swing and a miss by Steve, and it's strike one. Whitaker looking for his first 1968 base hit of the regular season. Jim Perry has been in charge all the way. He's given up only three hits. Tresh at first, two down. The next one to Whitaker on the ground to the second baseman, Carew. Gobbles it up, flips to Killebrew, and the side is retired for the Yankees. No runs on a base hit, one left. And the score after seven full innings of play, Minnesota four and the Yankees nothing. Tipperillo asked the American people what they thought of the world's first menthol cigar. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Pardon me, sir, for interrupting you while you're watering your lawn there. Uh, how does the idea of a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Yes, uh, sir. Watch the hose. It meant... Uh, sir! Excuse me, sir. May I ask you a question while your dog is looking over the rhododendrons? How does a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Uh-huh. Stick him for air. sir. I'm king. Then we got wise and didn't mention menthol. Uh, sir, would you mind trying this great new cigar? What's so good about it? Well, here, let me just light it up for you. Hey, 
That is good. Good. Mm, it's cool. It's cool. It tastes mild, you know. What's it called? Well, I, I think we're going to have to call it the great taste. It sounds terrible. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Hey, why are you so nervous? now. Tony Oliva, Harm Killebrew, Bob Allison going up against Jim Bouton, who's in there for Bill Mamboquette. Twins leading four to nothing. Bouton waiting as Oliva sets. The pitch to Tony. Hit on the ground sharply. Mantle backhands it beautifully to Bouton. And did he get it? No. Everybody is safe. Bouton and Oliva collide at first base. And Jim, it looked for a moment as though he had the play, but dropped the ball as he backed into Oliva, steaming down the line at first. There was quite a collision. And the ball was dropped by Bouton. Oliva seems to be okay. Bouton seems to be okay. And they're giving Tony a base hit. Actually, Mantle made an outstanding grab. The throw was a little off the base, and Bouton had to reach for it and then come back, and as he did, he crossed the line, and that's when Oliva collided with him. And so they're giving Tony a base hit. All right, stepping in now is Killebrew, who takes a curve in the corner for strike one. Tony Oliva on at first base, nobody out. Minnesota leading four to nothing, eighth inning. Killebrew, one for three. Bouton to Killebrew inside, one and one. One ball, one strike, nobody out. And this is the big guy for the Minnesota Twins, Harmon Killebrew. 44 homers last year, two already this season. Here it comes again. It's fouled off at the plate. One ball and two strikes. And while we have a moment, it's New York Yankee baseball. We pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGY Schenectady 810 in your dial, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station serving the great Northeast. Here's Harmon Killebrew waiting now as Bowden is getting the sign from Jake Gibbs with Oliva at first. Jim Reddy, the one-two pitch. Killebrew takes high and tight, two and two. That was the palm ball. Bouton developed that pitch two or three years ago, and he realized that he couldn't do it with his fastball, and then he went to the change of pace and tried to spot his pitches. All right, Jim Reddy again. There goes Oliva, the two-two pitch in the dirt. Throw to second. Plenty of time, and these catchers today on both sides have been great. That play going two to four. That's the second one that Gibbs has nailed. He got Allison in the sixth, and now Oliva here in the eighth. Johnny Roseborough got Roy White, so anybody that's attempted to steal today has been cut down. The 
full count pitch to Kilbrew. Hit on the ground, dribbled foul down the third base side, and the count remains three balls and two strikes. Incidentally, on that game tomorrow, don't forget, check that, on the games Monday and Tuesday, an original Yankee book jacket will be given to all students attending those games. The payout pitch to Killebrew. Left field. Tommy Tresh near the line. Drifting over. Foul, and he can't get to it. That ball hit off the lower facade of the upper deck. So the count remains three balls and two strikes. Monday and Tuesday, the day games for the Oakland A's here at the stadium. A beautiful, original Yankee book jacket will be given to all the students attending those games. And as we mentioned earlier, the great Yankee Clipper will be on hand. Be in uniform for the first time as a major league coach. Bowden has stepped off the mound onto the grass and now comes back again. Taking a lot of time now. It's three and two. Killebrew now asks for time and steps out of the batter's box. Now Al Salerno probably says, let's go, boys. Twins leading 4-0. Here's the payoff pitch again to Killebrew. Hit deep to left field. Dropping in there. Base hit. Trash drifting over. Is under it. He's got it. And Killebrew is in with a long single. So the attempted steal by Tony Oliva and the fine throw by Jake Gibbs to cut him down has saved what could be a threatening inning thus far. Killebrew on at first base with that single to left and here's Bob Allison safe on an error struck out single to center. First pitch to Allison is up the middle and behind second base is Clark. He knocks it down but can't do anything with it and there are runners at first and second. Well, that's the third hit in a row. One away. The Twins with runners at first and second. And here is Johnny Roseborough. Foul to the first baseman. Line to right. Walked. Scored a run. So Minnesota, they're a tough ball club. One of the most powerful clubs in the league. Leading 4-0. They've got nine base hits. Five off Bowden. Four off Mamboquette. The first pitch to Roseborough is low. Ball one. The Yankees this year have cut back the turtleback effect of the infield. It's completely flat with the exception of the mound that protrudes seemingly higher than ever before. Curve is outside. 2-0. Actually, it's not higher. It's just that from first to the mound and from third to the mound, there's no sloping up or gradual sloping up. It's all flat except for the mound itself. Okay, now the 2-0 pitch to Roseboro. On the way, ground ball, Mickey. Clears legs. Coming in to score is Killebrew. And the Twins lead 5-0. And Mantle will be charged with an error on that one. That was a ground ball. Mickey tried to come up with it, and it skithered through his legs. It hit his ankle and slowed down as it rolled into the outfield. Whitaker had a long run to get to the ball. So Mickey will be charged with an error. Killebrew comes in to score. The Twins lead 5 to nothing, And the batter will be Ted Ulander. 
Ulander with a single and a triple and two RBIs has been the big man for Minnesota this afternoon. About and ready. The pitch to Ulander. On the ground to Horace Clark. He may try for two. He gets Roseboro. Flips to first. Double play. A fine play by Horace Clark all by himself as he tagged Roseboro. Going by and then flipped the first to get Ulander. That play going 4-4-3. Four, four, and the side is retired. But the Twins come up with one run on three base hits. One Yankee error. And one man left on the score after seven and a half. It's Minnesota five runs, nine hits, one error. The Yankees no runs, three hits, and two errors. Hi, this is Godfrey. Is USO important? Well, believe me, three and a half million people in our armed forces think so. Last year, USO played host 21 million times around the world, from the jungles of Vietnam to the Iron Curtain, and at all those lonely stateside camp towns, too. And some of them can be worse than service abroad. With traveling USO shows, clubs, and canteens, USO brightened the lives of our men and women in uniform the world over. We in show business know what it means. People like Bob Hope and Joey Heatherton and Bob Mitchum and Duke Wayne and so forth. We know what the sound and sight from home can mean to our guys, especially those in Vietnam. On their behalf, we ask your continued support to make it possible. Give generously when the United Fund or Community Chest comes calling. USO depends entirely on private contributions. We have a defensive change. Caesar Tovar goes in to play left field for Bob Allison. And Ron Clark goes in to play third base in place of Tovar. Tovar to left, replacing Allison, and Clark at third. All right, for the Yankees, it'll be Gibbs, Michael, and a possible pinch hitter for Jim Bowden. And it is. It'll be a pinch hitter for Michael, too. Dick Hauser is out there. Here's Perry's first pitch to Gibbs. Strike called on the corner. Ron Clark at third. Tovar in left, replacing Bob Allison. Clark will bat in Allison's spot, the number five position. Swing and a miss by Gibbs now. It's no balls and two strikes. Jim Perry has been in command all the way. He's given up only three Yankee base hits. The two-strike pitch to Gibbs. Swung on a miss, strike three, a good changeup, and we have one away here in the bottom of the eighth inning with Minnesota leading 5-0. And that is number seven for Perry. Here's Dick Hauser coming on to bat for Gene Michael. And Andy Costco comes out, and he'll be batting for Bowden. So manager Ralph Houck, who admittedly says he has a better bench this year, is using it in today's ballgame. Hauser takes Hine inside, ball one. Jim Perry getting the starting nod into the windup, the 1-0 delivery. Strike one, one and one. 
Perry ready again. He's working very smoothly. The 1-1 pitch to Hauser. Sort of a half swing fouled at the plate strike two. Dick started to go after it. Then just couldn't quite hold back. The ball kicked down right off his bat at the foot of Johnny Roseboro, the catcher. Okay, we're ready again. The 1-2 pitch to Hauser hit on the ground to third. Moving to the left in front of the shortstop is Clark. The throw to first, plenty of time. Two out. Ron Clark used to be a Golden Gloves champion. Now playing third base for the Minnesota Twins. Making the play on Dick Hauser. And here is Andy Costco. And this is his first at-bat this year. And he's doing it against his former teammates. He was drafted off the Denver roster. Andy Costco, very pleasant guy. College educated. Soft-spoken. He's got the power, a dangerous hitter. Facing Perry, here's the first pitch. On the corner for a strike, outside. It's always uh, interesting to watch an experienced pitcher pitch against a man that he's had on his team because you can bet he knows the weaknesses. The one-strike pitch is popped up right side, a fastball, Roseboro near the railing, is under this one and misses it. And Johnny Roseboro is having all kinds of trouble on foul pops here in this ballpark. He didn't get to the ball. It looked as though he had it all away. And they're charging him with an error. That's a second error for Roseboro. He dropped one on Mantle in the first inning. And now Roseboro, having the kind of a day that I'm sure he'll be glad to forget, missed another one. This one he didn't get to. It looked as though he had it, and then suddenly it dropped about three feet from him. So Andy Costco gets a new life. But an error, nevertheless, is charged to Roseboro. Here's a two-strike pitch to Costco. Hit the left field, a base hit. So Costco, getting the new life, drills a single sharply to left. And that's the fourth Yankee base hit. And strange as it may seem... When Roseboro dropped Mantle's pop-up, Mantle walked. So both batters, where Roseboro failed to come up with a pop-up, got on base. Here's Horace Clark, who's 0 for 3. Struck out, bounced to the pitcher, fly to left. Andy Costco at first base, two down. A pitch to Clark, popped up left side. Ron Clark near the railing, can't get to it. Oh, there's one strike. For those of you who may just be listening to us for the first time, the American League umpires have new uniforms this year, blue blazers and dark gray slacks. Also, they have the American League emblem over the pocket on their left side. Here's the one-strike pitch. Clark on the ground for the second baseman, Tovar. Flips it over to Killebrew, and the side is retired. For the Yankees, no runs, a base hit, one error for the Twins. One man left, and the score after eight full innings of play, Minnesota five, Yankees nothing. As Atlantic keeps your car on the go. 
you're driving a Lyft with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Every trip will be more fun. When you want to go places and do things, what a place. Tism here in 1968 against Jack Hernandez, Jim Perry, and Cesar Tovar here in the ninth inning of the second game of the year. Five to nothing. Twins are leading. In other games, Baltimore won California nothing in the eighth. Oakland leading the Senators six to five in the ninth. Boston over the Indians three to one in the eighth. Detroit leading the White Sox three to one in the fifth. That's the American League. We'll throw the National League scores at you in just a moment. Bonson's first pitch to Hernandez is in there, strike one. In the National League, Houston four, Philadelphia nothing in the eighth. The Astros have won their first three. Looks like they're going to make it four in a row. Cardinals and Cubs tied at four apiece now. They're playing in the sixth. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. New York at Los Angeles later starts this afternoon on the coast. Hernandez swings and misses. Strike two. Fastball right down the pipe. And tonight, Cincinnati plays the Braves in Atlanta. But at the stadium, Minnesota leading New York 5 nothing. Top of the ninth. The two-strike pitch by Bonson to Hernandez. Swung on a miss. Strike three. Stan Bonson just reaching back. Fired three fastballs. And Hernandez is out of there. Well, that's one thing you just can't beat. When you can throw a fastball with something on it. Best pitch in baseball. Here's Jim Perry getting quite a hand. It's always been that way here at Yankee Stadium. Fans, impartial. They like good baseball no matter who does it. First pitch to Perry is in there. Strike one. And so Bonson has come on and thrown four pitches, all strikes. Bonson again. Perry swings and misses. That's five straight strikes. And you can bet the manager, Ralph Houck, is taking this in. This is the kind of a guy who can stop a big inning for you in the late innings. Bonson again. This one is low. One ball, two strikes. Stan Bonson. Pitched at Syracuse last year. was 9 and 11. He's ready again. Here's the next one. Perry hits this one down the left field side. Might be trouble. Tresh digging and that ball is in there. A home run into the lower seats. Tresh is chasing it. But the third base umpire, Larry Knapp, is signaling the home run. And here comes Jim Perry. He dropped one down the line just inside the 301 marker. And he's got himself a home run, and the Twins lead six to nothing. Tommy Trash is having a big argument now with Larry Knapp as his Ruben Amaro, and here comes manager Ralph Houck, and Trash is vehement about it. He's jumping up and down. Larry Knapp signaled home run. We could see it all away, but Trash didn't bother to look. He just chased the ball. Here comes Houck. He's out there, and Knapp is pointing. And he's claiming that it's a home run. Tresh, Amaro, and Hauk all battling Larry Knapp. Al Salerno, the plate umpire, is out there. And we're in the middle of our first big rhubarb of the year. The Yankees are trailing 6 nothing of that home run holes. And now Hauk is getting incensed. He's really yelling up and down. 
Now he wants he wants to take Knapp out there. He says, come out here. And Larry refuses to go. And now Tresh is in there again. Out. And Tresh are both going at it. Salerno trying to push Tresh away. <laughs> they are really going at it. Well, to be very honest with you, I couldn't tell from here because that area down there, that left field line, is lost from view from where we're sitting. We just get a faint peek at it. But Tresh came running in, and he was jumping up and down. Houck went out there to try to keep Tresh in the ball game because it looked as though Tom might end up on the bench. And now everybody breaks up, and Jim Perry, for better or for worse, has his first home run of the year and maybe the shortest that you'll ever see in Yankee Stadium. Tovar now facing Bonson. Here's the pitch, and it's outside a curveball, a missed ball one. Jim Perry just sticking that bat out. Dropped the home run just inside the foul pole and just over the 301 mark. There's a curve that got the corner this time. One ball, one strike to Tovar. Caesar is 0 for 4. He's bounced out to the infield four times, twice to the shortstop twice the second. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Looping fly into short right. Going back as Clark makes the play. So we have two down, and now Rod Carew will be coming on. And Carew has been bouncing out all day to the infield. Three times the second, once to the shortstop. Bonson into the windup. The pitch is right downtown. Strike one. Okay, now the one strike pitch on the way to Carew. Curb beauty in there. Strike two. Mambo went the first six, gave up four hits and two runs. Bouton went two innings, gave up five hits and three. And now Bonson in the ninth. Stand ready. The two-strike pitch. Fouled off. Left side. Off the railing. Count holes. Nothing in two. If you want to look ahead, it'll be Ferraro, Mandel, and Pepitone for the Yankees in the bottom of the ninth. But they've got a lot of ground to make up. They trail 6 nothing. Bonson to Carew. Low. One ball, two strikes. They're in the ninth inning at Houston, and the Astros still lead the Phillies four to nothing. Juicy in there all the way for the Astros. The one-two pitch, Carew fouls it back. Count remains one ball, two strikes. In the seventh inning, Cardinals and the Cubs are all tied at four apiece. Pittsburgh and San Francisco scoreless after one.
Bonson into the windup. The next one on the way to Carew. Fouled off, sliced hard into the lower deck. And the count remains. One ball, two strikes. Looks like Carew may have broken his bat, and he did. He gets a new one. In the American League, Cleveland batting bottom of the eighth. Boston leading three to one. Baltimore batting bottom of the eighth, and they lead California one to nothing. Detroit five. White Sox two in the sixth. In the ninth inning, Oakland six. Senators five. Bonson to Carew once again. Curveball hit on the fist into short center field. It's going to drop for a base hit. Carew with speed may try for two. He does as the ball is boxed around by Amaro and Pepitone. And they're giving Rod Carew a two-base hit. Amaro got to the ball and kicked it, and Pepitone tried to pick it up and dropped it. And in the meantime, Rod Carew is on at second base with a double. So a two-out double by Rod Carew puts a runner in scoring position and brings up Tony Oliva. Oliva walked, popped to short, bounced to short, had an infield single. One for three. Came into this game batting an even 500, four for eight. The pitch to Oliva is high, way over the head of Tony. Ball one. Don't forget tomorrow... Game time, 2 o'clock. Fred Talbot and Dean Chance. Chance, who won 20 games for the Twins last year. Stan Bonson now getting the sign from Jake Gibbs. The angular right-hander delivers, and Oliva fouls it back. One and one. 20,000 people on hand this afternoon. Beautiful, sunshiny day at Yankee Stadium. And they're expecting more of the same. In fact, it was so nice today, it set a record for this date. 82 degrees. Stan Bonson sets. Here's the 1-1 pitch. High fly ball, left field. Trash digging for this one. And this ball is foul. Tony Oliva had the distance, but the ball sliced foul. And the count now is one and two. Bonson with the good stuff. The hitters aren't pulling him. But Jim Perry had that controversial home run. He's a left-hand hitter, a switch hitter, actually, batting left-handed against Bonson and dropped one into the lower seats just fair and just above the fence. That was the one that was contested by Tresh, Amaro, and Hauk. And they were after Larry Knapp for a while. All right, one and two on Oliva. Bonson sets. Here's the pitch. Fouled off left side. Count remains one ball, two strikes. You watch that Tony Oliva to come to the ballpark and watch the wrists. He doesn't have that beautiful rhythmic swing as Ted Williams did or Joe DiMaggio. He sort of punches out at the ball, but watch that bat move when he starts to flick those wrists. That's where it comes. He's waiting now as Bonson sets. The 1-2 pitch again. Swung on and missed. Dropped by Gibbs, but he tags Oliva. And the side is retired. Second strikeout for Bonson, but Minnesota came up with one run on two base hits. One man left. And the score after eight and a half Minnesota leading New York six to nothing. 
see, here's someone who knows baseball inside and out. The White Owl girl. Let me ask you, who's going to be the next Hall of Famer? Personally, I think it will be that pitcher who smokes White Owl. He has so much going for him. And then there's that other player, the catcher, the invincible man. He's always smoking one. Yeah, I really like that catcher, invincible man. But who's going to walk off with the most valuable player award this year? I'd vote for that outfielder. I forget his name, but you'd know him. He's a big Ranger fan. Why do you pick these ballplayers as standouts? Because they have such good taste. Anyone who smokes a white owl has. It's the way white owl ages the tobacco, mellows it to bring out that mild taste. One more thing. Do you have any advice for a budding ball player who wants to make it to the big leagues? I'd tell them to try white owl. Find out why. You get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. Okay, we're all set to go here in the bottom of the ninth. Mike Ferraro has just swung and missed, and it's strike one. Facing Jim Perry, who's been in there all the way. He's working on a shutout. Tall right-hander is ready. The next one to Ferraro is just outside. One ball and one strike, and Perry has been strong throughout the ball game. He has not given an inch, and he has had his stuff all the way through. Jim Perry ready. The 1-1 pitch to Ferraro. A one-hopper. Jim has it easily at the mound. Flips over to Rich Reese, who has now come in to play first base in place of Harmon Killebrew. And we have one away. That play going 1-3. While Mantle steps in, it's New York Yankee baseball. We pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGY's Connected E810 on your dial, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station serving the great Northeast. Okay, Mickey waiting, swings at the first pitch. It's a curveball, fouled off, and it's strike one. Twins leading six to nothing. Yankees won their opener one to nothing behind Mel Stottlemyre. And trail in this one six to nothing. The Twins continue and hold up in this one. They'll be three and zero on the year and out in front. Fastball is outside. One ball, one strike. Which reminds me of a comment that Hank Bauer said one of the big things that happened to them last year that shouldn't have happened was that they won their first three in a row and felt they could win without trying. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Mantle hits it high in the air behind first base. Reese backing up, now coming in. Getting under it, makes the play, and he did some staggering. That ball was way up there. Oakland A's have come up with three in the top of the ninth, and they now lead the Senators nine to five. So we have two down here, and here's Joe Pepitone as the Yankees are down to their final out. They trail by six, bottom of the ninth. Jim Perry, ready. Delivers. Pepitone, a one-hopper, sharply hit to Carew at second. Flips over to Reese, and the ball game is over. That play going 4-3 for the Yankees. Nothing across in the ninth inning. 
And the final score of this ball game, Minnesota six, Yankees nothing. For the Twins, it was six runs, 11 hits, two errors. For the Yankees, no runs on four hits and two errors. The winning pitcher, Jim Perry, his record now is one and nothing. The loser and starter for the Yankees, Bill Mamboquette, and his record now, of course, is 0-1. Only the second game the Yankees have played, of course, this year. Twins got two in the second inning. Two more in the seventh. One in the eighth. And one in the ninth. And it was a big day for Jim Perry, who not only pitched the shutout, but got himself a home run down the left field side. So the Twins stay undefeated so far this year, and the Yankees in Minnesota will battle again tomorrow with Fred Talbot going for the Yankees and the great right-hander Dean Chance going for the Minnesota Twins. This is Jerry Coleman for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer reminding you that the final score of this ballgame, Minnesota 6 and the Yankees nothing. This Yankee baseball game has been brought to you by Atlantic and your neighborhood Atlantic dealer. For smoother engine performance, use Atlantic Imperial, the gasoline that cleans the vital throttle plate area of your carburetor and keeps it clean. And by White Owl Cigars. Remember, you get a lot more from a White Owl than just smoke. And by Tipperillo, mild Tipperillo, regular, and new Tipperillo M with menthol. The great taste that sounds terrible.